0: Welcome to Zion Fellowship's Sermon of the Week. This podcast hosts the weekly Sunday message from Zion Fellowship, a spirit-led and life-giving local church in Canandaigua, New York, pastored by Mark Scorsone. We hope this resource encourages, challenges, and helps you on your journey with God. So whether you're driving, washing dishes, or sitting in your living room, let's prepare our hearts together as we hear the word of the Lord. So. I just really, again, feel we're going to jump right into this seven-week walk. Um, This is week number five of seven, so we got this week and two more weeks after that. We did the first four in November, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of uh, um, understanding, the spirit of counsel. Today's the spirit of might, and then next week is the spirit of knowledge, and then we end up with the fear of the Lord. And so I want to dive in that. And this this whole message today has just really stirred me up, and I want it to stir you up as well. Um, How many of you know we need a good shaking every once in a while? Amen? Just can we be honest? We just need a good shaking. And Andrew, good to see you. Sorry about your accident. hope everything's well with that, brother. We've had a couple car accidents this week. Um, So no driving for anybody. You're banned from driving. Uh, Mary is doing well they were at first service Uh, She's healing up, and Andrew, great to see you here as well. But uh, I really feel like the Lord is just wanting to shake up that stuff inside, the stuff that's been dormant, uh, that we, oh man, remember when this used to happen, remember when that used to happen? Yes, we remember, but I want to speak it into existence again, and more. Greater things shall we do. Greater things, my Bible says. And Jesus did some pretty incredible things, didn't he? And we're supposed to do greater things. So Isaiah 11 Verse 2, just read that scripture again. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest on him. The spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might, the spirit of knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. We're going to just dive into that just a little bit more as we learn a little bit more about the spirit of might. This term is a derivative of the Hebrew word called gabar or gabor, which means champion. These are some good words. Strong. Mighty, one who exceeds, he who excels. Those are some words that you want to relate to your life? Amen? Pop your neighbor in the ribs and say, I want those words. Oh, that was weak, lame, and just sad. All right. It also associates a name of God, Al Gabor, not Al Gore, Al Gabor. All right. And this is translated. The mighty God, which we find in Genesis 49, 24, and also Psalms 50. The spirit of might manifests itself as the Holy Spirit reveals when God wants to show himself strong. How many of you have some situations in your life where God wants to show himself strong? Amen? I know I do, and we're looking at it, and we're going to believe in it. I know some of this stuff is going to be uh, just a reminder of what uh, the Holy Spirit has already said to us but I really think he wants us to tap a little bit deeper and to go a little bit farther. Who wants to go a little deeper? Who wants to go a little farther? Who just wants a casual church service and go home and done watch football and pray for a miracle that Miami wins? Who wants to do that? Well, I'll pray for the miracle. I am tired of the status quo. I want the Spirit of God moving in our lives. So we call on that mighty God this morning. We want to see victory and strength in every situation. And we welcome the Holy Spirit, the spirit of might to come. Perpetual progress for every ongoing victory. The spirit of counsel, the spirit of might. That comes at rest on us. On every created thing. Are you a created being? His presence. It acts like a wall of fire around us. Amen? But that wall of fire doesn't alleviate the battles. doesn't alleviate the wars. It doesn't uh, exclude us from the fight. Because sometimes we just have to stand up in faith and contend. We have to fight. We have to advocate, right? We have to have a voice. We have to say something. That's the spirit of might welling up inside of us. And we will never lose because God has never lost. Thank you, Eric. God has never lost never lost a battle, and he doesn't intend to. Amen? We are on the winning side, people. Something that I'm saying here this morning should excite you a little bit. One of the the ladies in first service said, I was so excited, I just wanted to jump out of my seat. I said, why didn't you? Because, oh, I don't know, you know, just, you know, do it! If the Spirit of God is welling up, I'm not after crazy, I'm just, God has so much more for us. And I want to tap into that. We need to tap into it. Because the fight is real. The battle is out there. But the spirit of might teaches us how to live in, day in, day out, in a victorious life. Not just periodical experiences here and there. Oh, man, I had a great victory today. We should have great victories every day every hour, every time you call on the Spirit of God should bring a victory in our situations. Does it work out the way that we think sometimes? No, but we should have victory in our everyday life. The Spirit of might keeps us from losing faith, hope, territory gained, time and progress. It encourages us to be strong and courageous. How I many need to be strong and creative? So I'm, 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 I'm speaking to your soul this morning. I'm speaking to your spirit. I'm speaking to myself that God stir it up. Get it up. Get it to the forefront because there's things at the top that shouldn't be at the top, right? Those things need to be pushed down. It's our flesh. It's our, our wants. It's our need. It's the things that we want. We need the spirit of God to be stirred up because it helps us be brave. That Bethel song Make me brave. Help me be brave. I don't even know the whole words, but it says to be brave. Who wants to be brave? Who needs to be brave? I look around this room. I see some very brave people doing some things that you're standing up. You're advocating. You're you're standing in the gap. You're going further. When I think of brave, I think of my 17-year-old son who has all sorts of allergies When mom and dad, we both had to sit down, I had to sit on him, Katie had to put his head between her knees, and we had to put the inhaler on him twice a day because of his asthma. He would fight that thing all the time. Now he just does it on his own. He'd go in for allergy shots, and we would have to hold him down. And who likes to get shots? Not too many people. Now he goes in, and they're like, do you want cream for this? Do you want, no, no, just do me up. He, he gets the shots. like I mean, he has so many shots of being tested for allergies that I think when he drinks water, he leaks out all the holes that he's been shot with. This, to me, is brave. You have to be brave to face some of these situations. And I know that's just kind of a natural thing of going on, but there's a lot of things that you face spiritually that we need to be brave in, that we need to walk in the authority that he's talking to us to walk in. That word literally means powerful, strong, valiant, it's describe. It's to describe a proven warrior. Who wants to be a proven warrior? A proven warrior means that you've gone through it, you've gone through the training, and you've proven yourself, that you can handle the battle, that you can handle the strife, that you can handle the stress. Many people, the, the Navy SEALs, the different things like that, they have to ring the bell when they can't do it, and I, I could never do that. But there's tests that go on to prove yourself. I want to be a proven warrior. I want to be able to face the enemy in the time of battle and stand and have God move. This is the same word described of our Lord Jesus in Psalms 24, 7, and 8. Lift up your heads, O you gates. Be lifted up, you everlasting doors. The king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Come on, folks. Is this stirring up anybody? We're we're just too white in here. Just too white. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's got to be something inside you that says, that's the truth. That's the truth. That's the Spirit of God welling up inside of you. The same word is used to describe David's mighty men. These warriors who accomplished amazing things. I, I shared on Shama a few months ago, one of David's. He had several mighty men, but he had three top ones, and Shama was one of them. Now I'm going to read, I'm going to try to pronounce their names uh, and do them honor, but I'm going to read about the other two and then bring in the spirit of might. 2 Samuel 23, 8 through 12. And these are the names of the mighty men whom David had. Joshab, the Takamite knight, chief of the captains. I got that one. He was also called Adino, the Eznite, because he has killed 800 men at one time. 800 at one time. We'll get into that in a little bit. After him was Eleazar, the son of Dodo. That's why these guys had to be mighty because they, they had such weird names they were always made fun of. <laughs> son of Dodo, the Ohite. These are one of uh, one of three Dav- uh, mighty men with David that when the, the Philistines were gathered there for battle, all these men of Israel retreated. So Eleazar, Eleazar is standing there And his troop behind him, when the Philistines come, retreat. Now, that doesn't give you a whole lot of confidence, does it? it? Just picture that. And then, this is what he did. When the Israelites had retreated, he arose and attacked the Philistines until his hand was weary and his hand stuck to the sword. And the Lord brought a great victory that day. And the people returned after him only to plunder what uh, what gives there <laughs> the poor guy defeats so many philistines so much that you ever grip something so hard that your hand cramps up and you literally unless somebody helps you you can't let go of it that's what happened to this guy and then the nerve of his troop after he's done all the work with the help of the holy spirit they come back and get all the goodies now, I think staff meeting would be a little bit different the next day. We've got, we got to address some things. And then after him was Shammah, son of Agi the Haririte. The Philistines gathered together in a troop where there was a piece of ground full of lentils. So they were all gathered there in the bean field, and this is what I shared on. And so you see what's going to happen here again. So the people fled from the Philistines. They did the same thing. They were all there ready for battle, but when the Philistines come, they retreat. But he stationed himself in the middle of the field, defended it, and killed it, and killed the Philistines. And the Lord brought a great victory. Now, you got a picture with me, folks. To kill 800 people at one time. You, we all watch our, these kung fu movies, right? Where, you know, if, if you would all just attack me, I could maybe take out Josh. No 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 I could take out Glenn. Well maybe maybe I don't know if I could take out any of them. Yeah that would that would be my downfall. But it wouldn't take long for all of you to overwhelm me, right? But in these movies we watched, they gather around him and he's in the middle and they all attack him one at a time. Right? Do you watch those movies? It's like why don't you all attack him at the same time? It doesn't sell tickets. But this is what makes the spirit of God so amazing that he brought about a great victory. Not, not these mighty men. The spirit of God brought about a great victory because what I think happened is that grab grabbed the sword. Ooh, nice. Yeah. One. Yeah. <laughs> and he had a choice to make. And when his troop behind him fled, you have a choice to make, to be part of the retreat or stand your ground. How many of you guys are tired of running in the midst of battles? It is time to stand our ground because the Lord wants to bring about a great victory. He wants to do a miracle in your life. The only way, I don't know how you practice to beat to kill 800 men at one time. How do you practice that? You don't. don't. How How do you succeed in that? You don't. There's no way that 800 men cannot overtake me. There's no way that three people can't overtake me. So the Lord brought a great victory. I think what happened is that when these mighty men took their sword, they grabbed hold of it, and they said, Holy Spirit, The spirit of might and power come on me when we ask, when we ask, all we need to do is believe and ask, then the miracle happens. And I believe the spirit of God fell on them, and I don't know if what happened, what came out of the sword was a lightning bolt that shattered 800 men's lives, or if God just said... You're done, and they drop. I don't know what happened, but I know a miracle happened. And I want a miracle in my life. That the spirit of might and power is moving. I want to grip the word of God so tight that it cramp up in my hands and my heart. That's what the sword of the spirit is, right? For us, it's the word of God. Power in it. So I don't know what kind of battle you're facing. And I don't even know where I am in my notes. But the Holy Spirit wants to fall. The Holy Spirit wants to come and do a mighty miracle. Not by power. Not by might. But by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts in Zechariah 4. Not by might. Not by power, but by my spirit. In Christ alone. These were ordinary men. They weren't miracle workers. They were men who just asked for the Holy Spirit to come. See, I don't know what kind of battle you're facing today. I don't know what we need to advocate for. I don't know what's going on in our lives. Jill touched on it in the beginning. All we can say sometimes is the hallelujah. Those are the simple words that just come out. I don't know what's going on. But there's days where all I can say is the name Jesus. Jesus, 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 please come. I don't know what's going on. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Because in Romans 8 31 through 39 tells us this, "See that nobody can defeat you because nobody can defeat him. Amen. And if that same spirit lives in me and in you, then what have we got to lose? That same spirit. And this is why God gave us the Holy Spirit, our helper, our advocate. He's on our side. Say that to yourself. You're on my side, Holy Spirit. Romans 8, 31 through 39. This should get you excited just a little bit. Then what shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son but delivered him up for all of us, how shall he not with him also freely give things to all of us, to all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? Is it God who justifies? Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen. He who is even at the right hand of God. He makes intercession for all of us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? So tribulation shall distress shall persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or pearl, or the sword. It is written, for your sake we are killed all day long, and we are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of Christ, which is found in Christ Jesus our Lord. Give him a hand this morning. He is worthy. So again, I don't know what kind of battles you're facing, but the Holy Spirit of might... Wants to help us. He wants to defend us. He wants to make us more than conquerors. Man, there's days I don't even feel like a conqueror. There's days, wow, that's great that I even got out of bed. That doesn't seem like a conqueror. He wants to make us more than conquerors. That means continual conquerors. Ongoing conquerors. Victors. People that I want to be with. Team that I want to team up with. A group that I want to be with. Man, we see some... Some, some guys that get drafted from college, from great teams that have done so many victories and won. And I remember one, one talented young man. What, the, the better you are, the, the higher you get picked in the draft to a team that's really not that good. So you go from being the top of the top, then you get drafted because you're so good to go on a really bad team. And I remember one guy saying, I am not used to losing. And so you better all get that into your heads that this losing mentality is going to end because I do not lose. Cocky little kid. But hey, that's the mentality we got to have. Oh, here it goes again. When's the other shoe going to drop? Oh, we're the Eeyores of Christianity. No. No. Gosh, God help us. And I'm speaking to me. Struggling in physical weaknesses, emotional, spiritual. There's a lot of fighting going on, a lot of battles that we're facing, injustice against, with our country, the different things that are going on. The spirit of might wants to help us get rid of all that. You, you're struggling to persevere in the middle of a difficulty. We're, we're the lion of Judah inside of us. I saw a, a phrase, I don't know where I read it, that, and you all know this, that the enemy walks around as a wolf in sheep's clothing. And then it went on to say, well, let them have that. Because I walk around a lying a lion looking like a lamb. I walk around as a lion looking like a lamb. There's, come on, my soul. Don't you get shy on me. Come on, my soul. Come on. Come on, my soul. Don't you get shy on me. I'm tired of being so quiet for so long. Something has to well up inside of us. Amen? Am I talking to the right people here this morning? Does God want to do something inside of us that is so transforming, so different? The cool thing, the incredible thing about these three men is that we have to understand, you know, we're reading about these seven spirits of God, they're introduced to us in Isaiah, and I'm, I'm thinking, I said, well, Lord, you, you promised the Holy Spirit, but you didn't really do that, Jesus, until you came, you died, you rose again, and then you ascended, and then you promised us another, the Comforter of the Holy Spirit. That's when the Holy Spirit came. The new testament right so these guys did not have the holy spirit as their their comforter all the time like you and i have it so do my kids that's why i have to hide it in the office they did not you have to understand this is the old testament jesus hadn't come yet so what they had was not the norm What they asked for didn't happen every day. What they wanted, what they had happen that day was something in their faith rose up and they asked. This is what we have at our disposal every day because we have the Holy Spirit. We have the comforter. He is with us, helping us. That's why we've been talking about just ask and receive. I heard a great testimony from one of the the folks here in the church just this week, and I'm I'm not going to spill it out because I'm just going to want him to do it someday, but just great testimony of what he was just saying, that God just was wanting me to ask, and I did, and he showed up. He was surprised that God showed up. Well, we ask, but it's not in our waiting for these miracles. It's not in our waiting, because if, if if waiting was the if waiting was the, the the thing that we needed to do, we've waited enough. Right. We've waited for healings. We waited. We waited. We waited enough, yes. right? I think it's with our believing. Yes. Okay, I think it's with our believing. And this is, this isn't condemnation. This isn't any guilt. I want you to hear what I'm saying. I think that we don't really believe God's word in its trueness. I think we believe it enough for other people. We want to believe it for ourselves, but it, things don't always happen the way that we want it, so discouragement and distraction comes in. This is the kind of stuff that, that hinders our belief. Yes. When those guys, when he grabbed his sword and when his troop was retreating, what would that do to you? Everything inside of me would be like, <laughs> that's how I would feel I was like you know we could barely take them with these guys and now they all left me but that's the cool thing about the armor of God and you've heard me say this before right the armor of God covers every part of us except for our back and that's where you and I have each other's back or supposed to and also I believe that there's no retreat in the army of God so I believe that these mighty men We're tired of the Philistines. And they say, if I die, I die. But it's because I'm facing you face to face. It's not because you're going to stab me in the back because I'm retreating. There's something inside of them that wanted to stand in the middle of a lentil plot, a bean field, and defend a bean field. Is it worth defending? If God says so. And you've heard me say this before, what is your being field? What is the thing that God has you standing in that everybody around you is retreating in? But you need to stand firm and see God bring a great victory. Amen. It could be health, it could be physical things, it could be a job, it could be finances, whatever it is. He wants to bring a great victory. Do I know when? I don't know, but I know that he will. Because they asked the Holy Spirit to come. And the Holy Spirit does what the Holy Spirit does. He does his job well. He does a really good job. Can you imagine the look on their faces with all 800 people, guys dead on the ground? They say, what did you do? Well, you know, it's pretty good with a sword. I, b- I believe his face was like, but the power that came out of this thing when I called on the name of the Holy Spirit, yes. nothing can stand against this. Does this get anybody excited? Yes. Stir you up inside? And that's what's so mind-boggling to me is that, and, and so challenging and, and convicting is that this Holy Spirit that we have on a daily basis they didn't have, and they needed it to show up. We don't have to wait to an emergency to call in the name of Jesus. We don't have to wait till the prayer chain goes out to seek God. John 14:12 says this: "Most assuredly, I say to you, He who believes in me." The works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these, he will do because I go to the Father. Like I said, Jesus did some pretty awesome stuff. He healed some people, didn't he? Raised some people from the dead. Cleansed some lepers. He even took a walk on some water. All this in a day's work for him. And we read about these stories and just say, oh, yeah, he's, he's God's son. But he says to us, greater things will we do than what he did because he went to the Father. So what are we waiting for? How can we apply this to our everyday lives? When you're running your kids to soccer practice or some sporting event, you can still heal the sick. When you're riding to work in a carpool, you sense something. Your words could set somebody free. When we go to the grocery store and we're fearful of our grocery food budget not being enough because eggs cost so much, if we allow him to interrupt our schedule, you've heard me say this, and I'll probably say it until I'm gone we need to allow him to interrupt our schedule because we can do greater things than Jesus did. And we know that he can do greater things, that we can do greater things because Jesus said you could. And that spirit dwells in us. Andrew, if you can come back up. So the question is, And as I was preparing for this, the Lord and the Holy Spirit was just putting his hand on some Because this this is how it works for me when I prepare a message. It goes from me to we, to God, to we, to me. Does that make any sense? It starts with God working on me. Because I'm the chief among sinners but I want you to experience what I feel like the Lord has shown me throughout preparing for this. Because in the middle of me and we, God wants to show up and provide a great miracle. So the question is, are we willing, the question that I felt was asked to me, and that I'm going to ask you, is that are you willing to put a demand on him in faith for greater works. Are you willing to put a demand on him in faith for those greater works? Are we willing? Are we okay with our comfortable life? Because if we're comfortable, we're not doing it right. We've been praying, even before I've come here, this church has been praying to go deeper, to go further, to see more. Am I right? And to do that, he's stretching, and he's pulling, and he's making those areas that were comfortable a little bit uncomfortable. He's taking us out of those areas and asking us, will you be willing to step out and to step in? Are we willing to ask him to help to do great exploits in his name, in our home, in our business, in our church, into the uttermost parts of the world? Are we willing to believe him for more and greater and stronger things in our lives? Are we willing to call on him and the spirit of might to invite him to have first place in your life? and do through you all that he can. Lord, get me out of the way. I want to ask you to just stand with me this morning. We have some time. And ministry team, you can come get ready. Because I, I believe that the Holy Spirit has been moving been challenging you with things that I've said, maybe taking you on his own little bunny trail. But I believe that the spirit of might wants to manifest himself in a couple ways in our lives. The first area is in our weakness. I think every one of us can say that We've probably fallen short on the believing side of this thing, where our faith just wasn't strong enough. And I'm not a name it, claim it, prosperity, faith. I'm not that person. But I do believe in his promises. I do believe in his word. And I do believe there's freedom when we apply it and bring it into our lives. He wants to strengthen our mind in our heart, our inner man. He wants to replenish it. He wants to refresh us in every place that we have felt worn out, depleted, unqualified, or unconfident. He also wants to strengthen you in the areas that you have been mostly hard on yourself. Please hear that this morning. Oh Lord, I blew it again. I let you down again. Talking with Katie yesterday that was home and, and uh, the boys love Saturday because they just love to chill and veg. and But they were, they were in rare form yesterday. They were just uh, cuckoo for cocoa puffs and loud. And Katie was gone for a few hours and I begged her to take me. But I failed in a couple areas yesterday with my boys. And I shared with her that how that breaks my heart because I wasn't walking in what I'm trying to preach. I'm weak. I need God's strength to be the dad he's called me to be. I'm weak and I'm. Need his help to be the pastor that he's calling me to be. I need his strength to be the son that he's called me to be. He wants to replenish that. Any of you felt worn out, depleted, unqualified, unconfident? He wants to touch that this morning. The second area I believe that the spirit of might wants to reveal himself is in the unexpected. Can we say amen to that? And make our unexpected thoughts expecting thoughts. Do you come here Sunday mornings expecting God to move? Do you be, are you praying throughout the week, God, would you move in our small groups? Would you move when we gather together? Would you move in every phone call, every text that I'm a part of? He wants to reveal himself in our faith. Because it's not so much our believing, it's what he wants to do when he activates our faith. He wants to build us up in every area Every area, even those areas that you know I'll never be strong in, that's a lie from the pit of hell. He's ministering to you, filling you with might, shifting you from survival to victory. I don't want to survive. I want to be revived. I need to receive him for who he is. The good God that He is. If you feel weak at any point, I'm just going to ask you just to ask for the Spirit of Might to say, You are my strength. I receive you now. You are my strength. You are the joy of my salvation. Touch those areas of weakness. Because I believe He wants, after we receive His Spirit, He wants to release His fire. Fuego, as I learned in Mexico. Baño and fuego, the two Spanish words. The fire of God to come in to ignite our victories. Who's ready with me this morning? to grab the sword of the spirit and say, many are they that rise up against me and those behind me may run and fear, but I will stand on the word of God and the victory that is in his hand. And whether this is my last day, I have a stand and watch him perform a victory, a miracle. So as we go into just a time of worship, I want you to just to get up out of your seat. I feel like we need to do a physical thing and just get out and respond to this call of faith. What are we waiting for? God, help my believing, help my unbelief. Jesus, do in me what I've been trying to do in myself. I lay all that down for your call. For the Spirit of God to rest on me. And not just rest, but inhabit my heart. Inhabit my thinking. Inhabit every area that I have. Respond to him this morning. You don't have to wait for the song. I believe that as you step out, you will be activating your faith. And if you need any of these areas where you've been felt worn out, depleted, unconfident, unqualified. God wants to speak to that this morning because I believe this will be a year of freedom and victory as we step out in obedience to what he's asked us to do. Receive his spirit of might this morning. We want to pray with you. Come on up. Jesus. We hope this message has encouraged and challenged you in your walk with God. This podcast is a resource of Zion Fellowship, a spirit-led and life-giving local church in Canandaigua, New York. If you would like to learn more about us, visit us on our website at zionfellowship.net. Blessings to you as you continue your day.